Jesus, we came here today to meet with you, to meet with you, Lord, to eat of you, to drink of you, to have communion with you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Holy Jesus. We adore you, Lord. Holy Lord Jesus. Lord, just like when you called the Israelites out of Egypt, they were to eat the whole lamb, all of the lamb, not just parts. They were to eat the whole lamb. And then they were to place the blood on the doors, on the, on the, on the door, the top of the door. And you would pass over and you would deliver them out of Egypt. Lord, once again, we must eat the whole lamb. We must eat the whole lamb and your blood, your life must be where we go in and where we come out. The entrance and the exit, where we go and where we go into, must have the blood of the Lamb over it. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We take you, Lord, and we eat everything of you. We eat all. And you said, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no part in me. And many, it said, they left because they didn't understand but they didn't really want you, Lord, because you were standing there and they knew what you were about. They saw you love the prostitute. They watched you speak to the tax collector. They saw you heal the sick. They knew no man, no one had ever come. No one. They were under Roman rule. And you said, eat me and drink of me. Unless you eat of me and drink of me, you have no part of me. So once again, Lord, we eat of you. And Lord, we turn aside and we turn away from just busyness, Lord. Things that distract and we look into your eyes. Your gloriously beautiful eyes, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. Lord, as Bonnie talked last night, she said, we'd focused on the bride, but we forgot the bridegroom. Lord, we turn back to you and we adjust, Jesus. We know, Lord, that you love us. We've heard, we've heard it all, Lord. We've heard the eternal glories and the destiny that you have for your people. Lord, somehow we've looked at all of that, and we've missed you, Jesus. We're sorry, Lord, and we look at you, Jesus. We adore you, Lord, and we say we want you, Lord. We want you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we eat all of who you are. We don't just pick and choose what we like. Don't just pick and choose, Lord, what we like. And we don't just push out what we don't like. And Lord, if there's a pill to swallow, we swallow it, Lord. There's something that needs to come within, Lord, to adjust us 
we say yes Jesus we say yes Lord yes Jesus holy 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 Lord Jesus we adore you we love you Lord we love you Jesus We adore you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Oh, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you, Lord. Lord. Oh, Jesus. We started out to follow you, Lord. Now, Lord, we get back on following you. Wherever you go, whatever you say, Jesus, we love you. We adore you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Lord. We meet with you, Lord. Jesus, we love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Timothy said last night that the Lord had showed him that we were going to meet the God. One of his names is jealousy. He's a jealous God. That's not like a jealous man who's a stalker. That's a, that's a love. Someone who laid his life down, eternally changed. Jesus is eternally changed to come for us, to create us, to make us. To be one with, to be friend with, to rule with him. That's the call. To be conformed to Jesus, to rule and reign with him. Throughout the eternal ages, worlds without end, Jesus, it's the call. The call is him. It's calling us unto him. Lord Jesus, we love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your beautiful people, Lord, that come here early morning to meet with you. They're hungry, Lord. They're hungry, Jesus. The hungry ones, Lord, they come in the mornings. Oh, Lord, we love you. We must capture once again, Jesus, he said in Song of Solomon, with one glance of your eye of love toward me, you capture my heart, my Shulamite, my bride. You capture me. That's how we capture him, is looking at him, adoring him, loving him. One look of your eye of love toward me, you undo me. You just undo me. 
Jesus, that's Jesus. The creator of the universe, the stars and the galaxies, he says that about me and you. Oh, Jesus. That you'd make your calling and election sure in this time in earth realm on planet earth he sent you here to train for him to rule and reign with him oh how we can get so caught up in the things of god and miss the god of all things oh jesus we love you lord we adore you lord thank you lord we Oh, we drink you in right now. We drink you in, Lord. We receive you, Jesus. We eat of you, Lord. Right now, Lord. We eat of you. We drink you in. Oh, Jesus. Many times the Lord just comes over my bed. I lay down, I go, I get on my bed, and I lay down on my bed. I just wait on him. And many times the breath of God just blows in me. And it just fills my lungs. It just blows and breathes in, in me. And that's him. That's Jesus. He's breathing his life. He's breathing his life, his DNA, who he is into us. To make us one with him, to make us to join with him in union and oneness. Oh Lord, Bariana Mariana. Jesus, we love you. Oh, we adore you, Lord. Jesus. Holy, 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 holy Lord. Oh, my little children, how I long for you. How I long for you, my little ones, my children, my lambs, my lovely ones. Oh, how I look out over you as I looked out over Jerusalem. And oh, how I would have gathered Jerusalem like a mother hen would gather his chick, her chicks. Oh, and I long for you, and I long to gather you to me. I long to gather you and pull you into me, that we would be one, even as the Father and I are one. The Father and I long to come to you. We long to come and commune with you. We long to come and share our, the glories, the wisdom of the eternal ages with you and draw you and catch you up. Come, open up to me. Come, abide in me. Let my words abide in you. Oh, let them abide and go deep within you and become one with you. Even as I am one with my Father, that we would be one together. Oh, Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. You're so lovely, Lord. 
Jesus, we love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Oh, teach us, Lord, how to wait. Wait upon him. Mount up with wings. Soar with him. Wait on the Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's so jealous for communion with his bride. One of the things that we learn is spiritual awareness and how to be aware with what he's doing in the room, how to be aware when he comes in the room, how to be aware when he comes into your room, how to be aware when he comes into your home. How to be aware and turn aside like Moses turned aside. You know, it says in that piece of scripture about Moses that when he saw the burning bush, he turned aside. And then it, the next thing it says, and the Lord saw that Moses turned aside and he spoke to him. <laughs> How many visitations we've missed because we didn't turn aside. It's just training and teaching us how to turn aside. How when you feel that shift change, something happens in the room, in your home, that you, we stop and we focus on him and say, Lord, what are you saying? What are you wanting to do here? If we can teach you, if I can teach you how to commune with him and how to rise up and how to soar with him, that's my success. That's like the greatest success would be to teach and to help you and to help us and to help us when we come corporately, right? I saw Katya before she even did that. I saw her playing at the end of worship, just the viola. And I knew it was the Lord. So I knew, I knew we had to pause and wait on that song. So we did. And it's the same with us in our homes. We pause and wait. Or we see, we have a dream. And we pause on that. 
Sometimes it's, we get so excited. We're like little kids, right? We just get so excited, like, oh, my, this just happened. This is so exciting. But we're not really pausing to ponder it. What was it? You know, what is he saying? What was the dream? What is he talking to me about? They're all invitations to come and talk to him. Dreams are just, they're invitations to come and talk to him. He wants to talk with us. He loves it more than we love it. <laughs> you know, I remember I used to say some, to some of my mentors, you guys can be done if you want, <laughs> or you stay there. That's totally fine. I used to say to some of my mentors, like, well, you know, but I want that more. I mean, I really want, you know, <laughs> they're having these amazing encounters. Like, I'm no, but I really want that. I remember this one brother taught me. He said, they want, Jesus and the Father want that more than you. He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me will be loved in my Father. And my Father and I will come and make our abode with him. We will come in and commune with him. That's like, that's a whole nother. This is like after salvation. He that has my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loves me. And he that loves me will be loved of my Father. And my Father and I will come and make our abode. We will manifest to them. And I used to think, oh, but I want that. And he, the, and he would say, I know you do. But he wants it more than you do. And he knows when you're there. And they will come and they will manifest to you. And it had to do with like a heart pursuit. We find it in Song of Solomon. She's like a Shulamite, right? She sees him. She's in love with him. And she gets up. And she goes through this whole journey. All of Song of Solomon, which is my favorite book of the Bible. <laughs> I, can, I rest in Song of Solomon. I'm so, so comfortable in Song of Solomon. That's just easy for me. I love Song of Solomon. And so um, is there her whole journey there is learning how to respond to him and come out to him. And to continue to come out to him, even when she's beaten <laughs> by the daughters of Jerusalem, which can be the church. You're going to be the church. You know, people are just people, right? They get saved and born again, and they come in with baggage. And then you go through hurts and woundings and beatings, and you learn to love, right? You learn to love. You learn to forgive. You learn to go to the cross. But it's not a lot. We're not hearing a lot about that. But you learn to die to yourself. I am dead. And my life is hid in Christ, in God. And we really have to, that piece of Jesus must come in and become a part of us. The word made flesh within us, that whole part of him. And we learn how to do that. We learn that it really isn't about Glinda, not really. <laughs> it's really about him. And it's about me learning to become one with him. And coming into union with him. Paul prayed that we would be conformed to the image of Christ. That was his message, that Christ was within. And I labor and travail. That was Paul's travail. I travail. He travailed and labored like a woman in, with, uh, pregnant to give a, a baby, to bring this thing forth. Till Christ be formed in us. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Well, you just never know where the Lord's going to go, right? 
I think it's a little warm in here now. But <laughs> are you warm now? Too warm? Yeah. I had them turn the heat up, but I think we need to turn it down a little bit. Yeah, so we just, I'm okay, but I know everybody else. If I'm warm, everybody else is probably cooking. <laughs> well, hello, good morning. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. How is everybody? Did you meet with him? Yes. Awesome. Well. Some there's such a presence of the Lord here. It's just really hard to <laughs> we're going to take the whole group into the intercession that we do in my home on Friday mornings we do this every Friday morning at our home and um, it's what I call I need that little bottle open that would be great it's what we call throne room intercession and um so throne room intercession, how is that different from intercession? The, the intercession that Lord has led us into is to go into the throne of God, to take the whole room, that's my goal when I lead it, to take the whole room into the throne room where government happens, my, and, and to get everybody on the same page in doing that. And, and then also, it, it's not the type of prayer that, we, that I lead is not a list of prayers, like, we don't have a list that we come that we're trying to get God to do for us. In other words, what we do is we come and join him in union. And out of that union, we pray his heart. What is on the Lord Jesus' heart? So that is the, that is the intercession that, we, that I teach and lead. Jennifer does as well, and Timothy, in our home. And so... Um, one of the scriptures I want to bring, I'm going to just read a few scriptures. I'm going to do a little bit of um, training on it, and then I'm going to lead you in it. It will be fun. You won't be bored with it, I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm not asking you to my prayer meeting this morning so you can be bored. The kingdom is not boring. It should never be boring. It is not boring. You may feel bored. I mean, seriously, when you start doing the disciplines of God, which we need to get back to, and we need to do the disciplines of God, the waiting on the Lord, at first you may feel bored just because you're not used to it because you're used to living somewhere else as opposed to living there. And so, um, and so some of the disciplines at first seem that way, but once you get the momentum, they are not boring. That is not a boring thing. So... Um, <clears throat> I really love Psalm 27, <clears throat> verse 4. One thing I ask excuse me, from the Lord, that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to meditate in his temple. So we're going to behold the beauty of the Lord. In our, my prayer meeting, if we spent two hours just beholding the beauty of the Lord, that would be awesome. If I get everybody on the same page and we behold his beauty, that would be, that's awesome. And to meditate in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will conceal me in his tabernacle. In the secret place of his tent, he will hide me. He will lift me up on a rock, and now my head will be lifted up above my enemies. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. This is where we want to be. 
We want to be in the house of the Lord. We want to be face-to-face -face with the Lord. We want to walk with God face-to-face. -face. David said, I saw the Lord always at my right side. We want to, he said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I am low. I am with you always. He is with us. We're just not aware that he is with us. He is always with us. So we switch our thinking to another place. Um, the Moravians. I love the Moravians. Who's ever not heard of the Moravians? I guess who's not heard? Everybody's heard of the Moravians. To gain for the Lamb the reward of his sacrifice. That was their hundred prayer, their hundred year prayer meeting was that. Jesus, Count Zinzendorf, his famous phrase was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Just Jesus. And he was a wealthy businessman. And um, to gain for the Lamb the reward of his sacrifice. That was the that was hundred year prayer. They sent missionaries out there to gain for the land the reward of his sacrifice. Everything that Jesus paid for, everything Jesus, everything that Jesus suffered for on the cross, <clears throat> we want that captured for him. That is the heart of the prayer. That is the heart of the prayer that, that we lead is to gain for the land the reward of his sacrifice, to gain for Jesus everything that he, he is worthy of. To awaken his bride, to awaken those who have come out of darkness into light, into bridal love, to awaken that. Um, there's another person that I really love in the scripture, and I just want to talk about her for a minute because I just want to get the heart. If we can get the heart behind anything that we do, and it really has the heart of Jesus, then that's the foundation. If the foundation's off, then everything else is off, right? If the foundation of the building is off, everything else is off. So if we can get the heart of where we're coming from and go from there, we can soar. We'll mount up with wings of eagles. We will run and not be worried. We will walk and not faint. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly in heart. Taking the yoke of Jesus on us and learning of him, it is not laborious. It really then becomes joining with Jesus in union and communion and what it is that the Lord is doing in the earth. Um, I love um, the Mary of Luke 7. And um, this Mary of Luke 7 I'm just going to read it really quick through Bible. <laughs> this was a Pharisee was having a dinner at his house. It says uh, in Luke 7, 36. Now one of the Pharisees was requesting him to dine, Jesus. And he entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And behold, there was a woman in the city who was a sinner. And when she, when she learned that he was reclining at the table at the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster vial of perfume and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and kept wiping them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet and anointing them with the perfume. Now, when the Pharisees who had invited Jesus saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of person this woman is. He was touching him that she is a sinner. Right? He's like, oh, if she was a prophet. I mean, if he was a prophet, he would know. And he's not doing anything about this. 
away, is he not? And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he replied, say it, teacher. <laughs> A certain money lender had two debtors, and one owed him 500 dinar and the other 50. When they were unable to repay, he graciously forgave them both. Which of them will he... Which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. So she loves Jesus. Who's loving him more in the room right now than all of them? Who would it be? Let's read down further. I suppose the one whom you forgave more. And he said to him, you have judged correctly. And turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I'm sure he nodded his head, yes. <laughs> I entered your, okay, I'm, you know, I'm blasted. I'm, okay, here we go. I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but she, since the time I came in, has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with perfume. For this reason, I say to you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins have been forgiven. It was the love within her. Now, so who loved more? Who is loving Jesus more in the room? Was it the sinner or, or was it uh, all the disciples that were following him? Was it, who was loving more? It was the woman. Because, here's why. <clears throat> it's customary. They wore sandals. There were donkeys. There was dirt. It was dirty on the streets. And they had been walking. They had been out and about. And it was customary. It was just loving someone who came into your home to wash their feet. This is Jesus, who now they had seen him doing miracles. They had seen him, you know, doing many marvelous, turning water into wine, feeding many people with little tiny bits of stuff. This was supernatural superhero guy just showed up, right? <laughs> and yet he comes in and they do nothing for him in to practically love him as just a man. They wanted to hear his teaching. They wanted to hear his great apostolic strategies. They wanted to hear the teacher. They wanted to learn from him. They wanted to take from him. But this woman wanted to give to him. There's the difference. She wanted to give to him. And... Um, Many times in our prayers and intercessions, we have wanted to take, just take, but not give. Not that he doesn't, he loves to give or, you know, answer requests and prayers and things like that. It's not that. It's that the heart of her loving him for who he was. Now, she was being a friend to him. She was loving him like you would love a friend. Who would let their friend come into their house? 
I mean, it, let's say you were back there and your friend came in and their feet were dirty like that. I mean, you would definitely, if you loved your friend, you would make sure your friend was taken care of. Who wouldn't, right? Would you all do that? Yes, awesome. So I just, this, I love this piece because she, we're talking about a love that conquers all, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and might, and your neighbors yourself. And she surely loved him with what she did for him. And um, I love the fact, too, that she really didn't have any religious background at all. Or maybe she did, but she'd fallen away. Who knows what that was, actually. But to this point, she wasn't really the great and awesome, mighty man or woman of God. <laughs> she was a sinner, right? She was, just a, she was a sinner. She was this little lady sinner. But she loved him and wept over him. And, and poured oil and washed his feet. We want to wash the Lord's feet. So, I know that's pretty, uh, thank you, daughter Jennifer. This is my daughter Jennifer. Woohoo! Uh -huh. Oh, you have to do it on this side. Oh, the secret entrance. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> anyway, this is a sober moment, right? <laughs> so um, I love her. I love Song of Solomon, of course, is amazing, awesome as well for intimacy. One of the things, what I love to do is teach people into intimacy with the Lord. Um, there was one point where Jesus says to his disciples, I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. She's acting like a friend. I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. And a friend is where we're really concerned about the Lord and his heart and what's on his heart and what's on his mind more than we are. Um, my great success. I'll just drop it at that. Right? <laughs> so... Wow. Well, Bonnie brought that word. In her words, she was talking about us having forgotten the Lord, that where focus was on the bride and not on the Lord Jesus. And we've had so many great teachings on destiny and our destiny and our gifts and our miracles and our getting people saved and our, you know what I mean? Do you guys hear what I'm saying? A lot, we have a, we had a lot of that, and that's good. And we can get so into that, according to the word that she brought, we've forgotten the Lord in all of that. So we must re, re, recover that, the focus on him. Jesus himself, in his relationship with the Father, was the famous, everybody knows it, I do nothing but what I see the Father do, and I say nothing but what I hear the Father say. Jesus didn't do random acts just apart from the Father just because it was cool, right? He didn't go to the conference on North Street because it was cool. <laughs> he didn't act apart from the Lord. And I just recently, I was, I was listening to a, a preacher friend of ours, and he was talking about when we got saved, it's almost like we got saved, many of us. Who said the sinner's prayer to get saved? Or something like the sinner's prayer? 
Who didn't say the sinner's prayer to get saved? Some of you didn't. It's almost like we said the sinner's prayer to get saved, and after we said the sinner's prayer to get saved, now we just be good and go to church and sing songs in church, and we worship in church, and we, you know what I mean? We go hear sermons. We have, we're good, and we treat our family right, right? But Jesus said to the, everybody, come, follow me. He was always saying, come, follow me. So the following of the Lord, follow, actually following the Lord Jesus, looks a little, I, I mean, I, when I, when I, you know, his whole teaching, like, kind of led you up to that, but um, it's so true that we almost feel like um, if we do all the right stuff and we're doing the stuff, then we're cool, right? But Jesus wants union with us. He wants fellowship. He wants relationship with us. And we can have that. And the relationship with him is more glorious and amazing than anything. I remember one time I asked him, I said, Lord, why do you love the Father so much? I, why do you love the Father so much? And I was in, again in my bedroom, and all of a sudden I flew out of my room, and he took me under a planet out in the galaxies. And he showed me this planet, and it wasn't like he was showing me the Father's vast treasure houses he was just showing me the handiwork of the father which was this beautiful planet that was incredible isn't that cool this is so cool okay so that's the you know this is this is where we um i just wanted to share that because of your word that you had brought last night as well on recovering the lord jesus you know, how many of us have actually been like the Good Samaritan? We're on our way to, you know, I'm late for the conference. I got to get there, right? But we missed, the, we missed what Jesus was doing in the grocery store. We missed what Jesus was doing, maybe p doing a phone call to someone that he says, call them now, right? We follow him like that. That's where we need to adjust, right? Seriously. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, everybody smile, laugh, or something. Do something funny. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> this got really serious. <laughs> I didn't mean to get so serious. But I remember one time at the Eagle's Nest on a Thursday night, Timothy was sick or something, and I got dropped to the meeting. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really like Timothy. Like, he's got, like, he gets, he's just, like, ever-ready bunny battery all the time. But I got into this, like, really serious, and it was like a rebuke, rebuke, rebuke. And I didn't mean it to be, and I was like, God, I can't get out of this. <laughs> what is going on? And every time I would open my mouth, it was like that. I mean, I wasn't mean to anybody, but you know what I mean. I was like, okay, we got to change this up. This is not working, right? If everything was working amazing, this town of Reading would be saved. Do you guys all agree? Would I be saved? Yes. Would you see all the street people out there like doing that? Would you see that? No, you wouldn't. And would you hear of, you know, the robberies in the apartments and, you know, people being stole and people being, uh, you know, like accosted in Macy's parking lot? I remember walking in one time to Macy's and there's this girl there and she was just traumatized. And she had walked, she, and, she, and she, went, she was a BSSM student. And she had walked, and she worked at Macy's. She walked from her car to Macy's and two men mugged her. This is in the parking lot, right? So just reality check if we were actually there that wouldn't be happening in our city would it no wouldn't be so we got a ways to go here right so but if we all will just focus on jesus 
and follow him, right? And, and let him be, uh, let him become one with us and one with him. If we become one with him, then everything changes. That's a game changer. He's coming. He's going he's gonna to visit us. But there's got to be this yes in our heart. And when there's this yes in our heart, he so comes and he so visits us. And he gives us dreams. And he does so many things for us to just make us you fall in love with him over and over again. Who's fallen in love with the Lord more than once? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, okay, back to first love. Ha, 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 right? <laughs> Who's ever fallen away from first love? Yes, we all have, right? So we just say, Jesus, I've fallen away from my first love. Do you know what you do when you do that? You just say, Jesus, I have fallen away from first love. <laughs> I'm really not in love with you like I was. Be honest, right? I've fallen away. Other things, Facebook has like pulled me away for hours and hours, and I could have been communing with you, and I didn't really feel you lead me into Facebook, right? Actually, you know what the Lord told me about Facebook? He said, there's articles that are coming through now, Facebook, and if you connect with them, you're connecting with spirits. You know how you, you oh, gosh, this is turning into... <laughs> Turn it, turn it over, turn it over. Like, you know, prophets, like, they dig it up, you know, pull it up, pick it up, and then build a plant. So maybe this is a little digging up, pulling up the roots, getting them out. <laughs> Why? Not to beat you up, but to, to help you, right? We want to help you, like, get where you need to go. Come on. You came into planet Earth for such a time as this. You were called by God here into planet Earth right now, right now, with everything that's going on, all the stuff that I'm sure you've probably seen through one of those little clips, all the Illuminati stuff, all the weird, crazy vaccines, all the craziness stuff. You were called by God at this time. You know what that tells me about you? It tells me you're an amazing created spirit being, and God saved you for this time right now. Is that amazing? You should say, I'm amazing. Okay, everybody, <laughs> on the count of three. One, two, three. I'm amazing. <laughs> yes, I'm amazing. You're amazing. We are amazing. So, you know, we're just going to get with the program. <laughs> Let's get with the program. You know, eternal glories and everything. Just We just got to get with the program. So, we're getting with the program. Where are you going, Glenda? <laughs> yeah, it was like that night. You know, I couldn't get out of it. I was like, oh, Timothy. I came, I came home and I was like, I just couldn't get out of it. It was just like the whole, it was like hour and a half. Me, like. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I got to get out of it. Isn't that your heart? Isn't that our heart, right, to follow him with everything? All our heart, soul, strength, the mind. And we do get distracted. And we come into meetings like this. And it just refreshes us, and it just brings us back to focus, back to our total focus, which is Jesus himself. He is amazing and awesome. So, yeah, he is amazing and awesome. So in our intercession, <laughs> try to get there. <laughs> is everybody all right? You all right? Ah, this is my granddaughter. She's just for everybody. She's learned how to text, and we text back. She gets up in the morning. This is a total rabbit trail. 
but she is my granddaughter, and I do adore her and love her. And my grandson is here somewhere, David. Love them both. Yes, good morning, Grandma. Hi, Hannah. I love you, Grandma. I love you, Hannah. <laughs> we do the morning text. Yeah, you know. So I am human. <laughs> okay, so our intercession. So mostly what we do in our intercession is tongues. We, we, you know, we get on the same page in tongues because we found that uh, when we get everybody in tongues together in the room, we, we come into the unity of the spirit and everybody gets on the same page really fast. And we start out adoring him in tongues and then we just continue on in tongues for about two hours. And there's this ebb and flow that happens as we adore the Lord. I tell everybody that comes to my house on Friday mornings, it's like, uh, it's like a soup. The prayer meeting is going to be kind of like a soup. You know, when you have a good soup, you have to have a good stock, right? So the stock helps make the soup be amazing. So the stock in our soup house <laughs> on Friday mornings is tongues because the church was birthed like that. The church was birthed in tongues. It was like, what do you know? Everybody heard them speak in their own language. But we've kind of put tongues on the shelf, and we just do it when we feel uh, some kind of a goosebump or something. Oh, karabara bara, yeah, right? Karabara yada bara. I remember when the, okay, here's a little story. I've got to tell you a little story so you can, but we're going to do this. So the little story is, um, I, one of the houses that I lived in, I had a God room, and I end up going into my God room, and I get caught up for about an hour in tongues, just praying, just in tongues. I call it praying in tongues, but you know it's not just, it's not prayer only. <coughs> it's giving thanks. You're speaking mysteries. This is Bible. I have a whole teaching on that, but we're not doing that now. We, 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 um, it's thanksgiving. It's perfect praise. It's speaking mysteries. It's equal to prophecy because it says if you speak in an unknown tongue and you interpret it, it's equal to prophecy. So you're prophesying. You're, um, it's perfect prayer. It's perfect praise. It's perfect everything. You can't get in the flesh and tongues. <laughs> Ever tried doing that? <laughs> you can't. You just, you just, hallelujah, glory to God. I love you, Jesus. You know, you may be feeling something weird, but, you know, you just, it's just Jesus, Jesus. And so, so we get people on together in tongues, right? This is the Brazilian group over here. Daniel started coming to our Friday morning prayer meeting and liked it, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He was a first-year BSSM student, and then he went to his apartment and started in his house, which was awesome. A little bit of <laughs> warfare, but you pressed through, and it worked amazing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> okay, so I'm in my little, in my God room, and for an hour, I'm like, caught up in tongues. And I had the most incredible encounter with the Father in tongues that I had never had before. Yeah, kind of in my life, Jesus was nice because he was like friend. Holy Spirit was great, but the Father was really scary to me. But I had this encounter with the Father in tongues. And then, um, so I was on this journey of rediscovering tongues. 
And um, a friend of ours called who was with a couple prophets. One was out of India. And he was telling us these incredible encounters that this prophet was having. And I said, hey, well, I said, hey, Timothy, ask him, this pastor, ask Joe, ask him what he has to say about tongues. And because I was curious, like, you want to hear, like, okay, what are the gurus doing, right? <laughs> what are these people doing that are having these amazing things happen? And so I just like to find out the practical stuff so I can help teach people practical things to help them get there. My journey and my goal is that. So I asked him, and he said, oh, yes. He says that any believer should pray in tongues one hour a day. And someone called into fivefold calling should be three hours a day. I was like, whoa. <laughs> That's pretty heavy, right? That's a lot. So I started doing that. Timothy and I started doing it in our home, three hours. We just made an agreement. We're not going to talk in English. We're just going to do tongues. We did that for three hours. And we had some amazing encounters <laughs> in our living room doing that three hours a day. And it's not like we're doing three hours to try to get encounters. We're, we're communing with God for three hours in his language, perfectly the way that he likes to be talked to. Right? That's the amazingness about it. And we also found, just through a long journey of this, that wherever we move, point our spirit, like if I look at Hannah, so I was like perfectly speaking or talking to Hannah. You felt the tenderness of the Lord. Now, of course, I'm her grandma, right? But I could do it to anybody. Totally different. And it's just, that is because of who he is. And, the, and my spirit's moving toward him and absolutely talking, praying perfectly for him. Now, if I laid hands on him and did the same thing, it would just go into a whole other level because we have the point of contact and we're just, you know, imparting. And you can have tongues. Just, you don't just, don't be happy with just one language. You need more than one. The diversity of tongues. So there's diversity, and it gets really fun. It gets really fun, and when you do this with a group, it's awesome. It's just really powerful. So, um... So we found doing this uh, together in, for prayer, it becomes really powerful. And so we, um, who, comes to my per who comes to Friday morning prayer meeting? Stand up if you come to Friday morning prayer meeting. Stand up. Woohoo! See? Awesome. Isn't that awesome? Thanks, guys. Um, and honestly, we, this is very unusual. Mostly prayer meetings are women. <laughs> right? Would the girls agree? Most of the prayer meetings you've gone to, it's mostly women, right? But the prayer meetings at my house, many times there's more men than women. Isn't that awesome? How about that? Right? Because it's not for wimps, right? <laughs> Boys don't like wimpy stuff. They like tough stuff. Awesome, amazing, powerful. Yeah. <laughs> they like that. So it's really good. 
Um, let's see, what else? Okay, I spanked you. We did intimacy. <laughs> I told you about tongues. Three hours. So just for help, when you start out trying to do more than just two minutes, <laughs> you're going to feel like she's crazy, that woman at Eagle's Nest. I don't believe her. She's probably whatever. Because <laughs> you're going to say, this is really hard. I want to do something else. Your natural mind, your carnal mind will fight you, and I won't want to do it. It will just fight you. Say, oh, I could be doing something else. Not this. <laughs> but not this. So, but anyway, yes, we've had, boy, Timothy and I have gone into the UN together with Chinese person that was making a decision with, uh, I think it had to do with Russia. I'm not really sure. can't remember which it was. But we've gone in um, together. We had an encounter together like that in my house during the three hours. Um, we've also had angels come and visit into the house during the three hours, which was incredible. There were about five of them that came in, and there was things that they were doing. Actually, in our lives, um, they came in to do some stuff. So it's incredible. It's a really something that we have uh, uh, I love soaking soaking's awesome uh, and yet it makes you peaceful but when you pray in tongues it actually builds you up in faith it causes faith to be really strong in you building yourselves up on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost so when you do it and I would say, focus, always focus on Jesus. Always, always go to Jesus first. Our prayer meetings are always to Jesus first and welcoming him and his angels into the room. And I make a distinction now, because you have to these days, the angels who are under the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I don't welcome any angels in unless I clearly state what angels I'm talking about. So I don't want any other falling angels coming in when I welcome angels to come in. <laughs> so anyway, we do it that way. There's another thing that kind of happens in our prayer meeting, and this is something that the Lord gave me after I had done, it was like a 39-day fast in Southern California. We, I had been on a fast. At the end of a fast, the Lord came in to, or the, yeah, the Lord, a uh, uh, place opened up, and the Lord came in and he gave me a tonal sound that's, uh, it goes really high, and it opens, it opens, it just opens the atmosphere up. When he came and did that, we were the last day at this house. We were house-sitting in Southern California, and John, the apostle, came through into the room. Timothy was to my left. It was just him and I came in and talked to Timothy, and I was in this tonals. Several times when I've done the tonals, um, I mean, often in our home, in our privacy, he has, that happens with him. And so I don't go into it because it's really private in my heart, but I ebb and flow a little bit as well. And you probably hear it when, and some of the people who come, they've picked it up and they go into it as well. And it just, it's like my, uh, my heart is to keep us all safe when we go into this place. So we're not going after principalities and powers. We're only just going to Jesus. 
And in this adoration of Jesus together, then out of that, we will, sometimes someone will get a scripture or they'll get a burden. And they just speak it out, but everybody stays in the spirit. They just speak it out, and then we come up under. With, we look at, we focus on what that, what's come out, and we come up under that until we feel that burden lift. So we focus, come up under it, we feel the burden lift, and then we switch back out. And then we normally go back into high praise in the spirit. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in your hand to execute judgment on the enemies. If you go into high praises, the angels come and get involved, and they start going out and doing work and doing warfare. We give them it's kind of like food and lift and everything because we are two feet on planet Earth. God's not going to do anything apart from us. If we don't do it, I mean, if we don't cooperate with him and, you know, like the prophetic journeys you're doing of intercessory prayer journeys, we are, the Lord asks us to go on journeys and do things to open up regions or things like that. We, we're the, he gave the earth to the sons of man. That's us, right? And he's training us. This is all about training. He's just training us. Planet earth is just training. And there's enough contrary things in planet earth to create sons, to create those who can rule and reign with him throughout the eternal ages. That's your calling. You have an eternal calling to rule and reign with Jesus throughout the eternal ages. This is training. If we respond rightly and learn what he wants to train us here, we will go out with him in the eternal ages, and it's going to be more than playing a harp, I'll guarantee you. <laughs> well, harp wouldn't be bad. I think harps are nice. But um, Okay, so let's do this. Right? So I'm hoping that some of you will take this and maybe go and start your own. Go do it at your own house. It's really easy. But it's not my word a hammer. If not, I place my word in your mouth. It shall be like a hammer. It will break up the stony ground. It will break up the fallow land. You will plow, and I am plowing with you. You will reap, and I am reaping with you. You will sow, and I am sowing with you. And I will gather my remnant once again. I will gather them unto you. I will gather them.